Welcome to Style Class Podcast by me, Rose Jubb, Wardrobe Stylist. I've created Style Class so everyday women can learn to style themselves to achieve their goals. Style is for everyone. Now let's teach you how to use it to your advantage. I've inspired and helped hundreds of women to find what fits and flatters their beautiful bodies just as they are, increase their confidence, and set their sights higher. Now let's get to class. All right, Danielle, thank you so much for joining me on Style Class Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Happy Monday. Um, Today, we're going to talk to Daniel Isaac, and why don't you kind of describe your job to us and what you like to be called? Okay, sure. I'd be happy to. So my name uh, is Danielle Isaac. I'm a life mastery consultant, and I work in particular, I have male clients and female clients, but I work in particular with women on really how to create a life you absolutely love, how to really live life with joy. I tell people you can actually do laundry and have fun. <laughs> you, can make, you can make every moment fun in your life. Like it's actually a choice. We don't realize that. But it's really about us experiencing life and enjoying life to its fullest. Most of us think that we have um, infinite amount of time. We like we operate with that sense or that feeling in our day-to-day life. One of the things I love to remind women of is we don't have infinite time. None of us knows how much time we have. So let's make sure that every moment that you spend with your family, at work, uh, at home, doing the laundry is something that is worth doing. It's something you love doing. Oh, that's so cool. How did you uh, get started in this line of work? Um, Well, I worked in a corporate environment for about 20 years. And I was a manager for... um, eight of those years, but I was in leadership roles for like 17 or 18 of those years. And that corporate environment was great to grow and build skills in, but over a period of time, it it was like I out started to outgrow that environment. It started to feel really constrictive. It was really hard to go to work, right? It was, it was getting tougher and tougher to go every single day. It, um, I like to joke that I had to check my soul at the door in order to be there. Oh my gosh, that sounds crushing. It, it is crushing. And now I can look at it and go, that's kind of the normal evolution, I think, of people who step into the entrepreneur role is you just get to a point where it's not a place that's good for you anymore. It's not where you're going to be at your very best. It's not a place where you're going to grow and thrive. And so looking back on that, that was simply the case of feeling that this was, it's the feeling that you get when this is, this is like being in a box. It's too small for you and you're ready to outgrow that and get into something bigger. So I did that for, like I said, I was in that world for 20 years and I'd really got to a space inside myself where it was like, I have got to do something different. I have no idea what that something different is, but I, you know, I've really got to do something different. And um, so I went and looked for answers and I'm kidding, kidding you not, Rose. It was like six years of looking for answers of how do I get out of the box? It was a long time. And it, the biggest thing was I could not figure out like, what is it I want to do next? And looking back, I know now that the reason why I struggled with that is what did I, what I wanted to do next was drastically different from what I was doing then. It was like nothing like it. So it was inconceivable to me. And because of that, I really just, I couldn't see myself. I was looking at what's the next step rather than what's this exponentially larger step, you know, <laughs> right? That I, and that I can't even conceive of. And so anyway, I was stuck in that space for six years of trying to figure out what's next. 
but I really had this really cool experience of going to a Mary Morrissey conference called Dream Builder Live. And she took us through a process that really got me to be able to expand the way I look at things. Mm-hmm. And in that process, I was able to get a much bigger glimpse of what I would love to do. Not what I would like to do or what's practical or what's realistic, but what I would love to do. And when I looked at it from that point of view and gave myself free license, yeah. that's when I got clarity. Oh, isn't that interesting mm-hmm. that you just had to kind of remove all those boundaries that you put on yourself. I did the same thing when I started styling too, because I think I told you before I worked in art and marketing and design and then um, went back to school and became a therapist and then styling the whole time, never even giving myself license to be like, oh, you could do this, you know, for a job. You could do this and yeah. help people everywhere. Like, it just never crossed my mind until somebody sparked it in me. And I was like, oh yeah, I could, I could totally do it. If I just forgot about what everybody else would think about me making this big leap. Yeah. I, so I totally get you there. Yep. That, and that's exactly it. It's really like our, what are our beliefs about what we think is possible or what we think we can do, yeah. or it's all of that kind of stuff or that junk, those limiting ceilings that we put on ourselves, those restrictions we put on ourselves that really hold us back from even seeing what's available and what's possible, let alone move into it, right? That's a whole different story. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And what method um, do you use to deliver? I think you were talking about groups. Yeah, well, I started out doing a lot of one-on-one coaching. That's the easiest way is just to work with clients one-on-one. And that's how I can grow as a coach as well as really see where people are getting stuck and stifled and help them. Um, First of all, it's helping them see what is it they would really love to do in their life and really get into a space where they believe it. Right. So it's not just this fantasy of something that I might do out there, but it's, it's like you start to see more and more that it's not a pipe dream. (laughs) You can actually do this. Right. And so we want to first like really get people into the space where they can see this really is possible. And then we need to keep their mind in the space of, oh, this is never going to work out for me or all that self doubt or all that judgment and really keep their minds in the space of possibility. So I started out with work, working one-on-one to really help pe- step people through that process. And so I always use one-on-ones. But then the next piece is I recognize that there's a lot of what I can deliver can be done in a group setting. And that I can serve and help so many more people when I'm able to do groups. So I do groups. Now, um, Unlike maybe like a a therapist or a psychiatrist or some, everything that I do are programs. So they have a beginning, a middle, and an end. They're not infinitely going on until you say, I don't need this anymore. Now you can continue going on and on um, as long as you want and go deeper and deeper into this until you feel like you've really got it ingrained. Um, But my first program is always three months long. So it's really to just dive in. And what I've done is I continue to evolve that so it's as potent and powerful and impactful as possible so that that three months is totally maximized, you know, for the, for the folks that are going through it so that I call it like the booster shot. <laughs> you, know, you just get this full on jolt of everything you need to really start accelerating and moving towards this, this new job or new evolution in your life. For some people, it's a job. For some people, it's like... Um, I have a one gal who it's health, you know, she's just re- was really going downhill with health. And so getting back to a space where she had 
she had freedom again and she could you know walk again and all of those things was a big part of what we did with her but it's all programs the first one's three months and it is a group program we call it um i deliver it with my business partner it's called relentless women's Masterclass, and it's really designed for women who are relentless about living a life they love and they're going to do whatever it takes to get to that level in their own life where they love all aspects of their life so relationships health all of that has to be something you absolutely love in order for you to feel like you're living a life you absolutely love. It's all got to line up, right? So Relentless Women is really about breaking through all those barriers in a three-month time period and really getting yourself into a space where you can really start accelerating towards your end goal, which is your dream. Oh, that's so cool. It lines up. Um, the reason I had you on is because it lines up so well with what I do, I feel like, because with style class, I'm trying to help ladies who have those goals and have those dreams. But um, I just focus on the style aspect and kind of the imaging that they're kind of presenting to the world, because I really feel like whatever you present to the world, it kind of turns it around and gives it back to you. Yeah, so absolutely. If, you know, go out asking for you know, feedback that you're, you know, dressed down and, and not the, the knowledgeable person you are in whatever area you're in, you're going to get that feedback. Nobody's going to give you the business if you don't look like you have the knowledge or the experience or the expertise. Yeah. Um, how does, um, how do you work with women around confidence? Because that's a big component of what I love to help people with is building that confidence um, so they can walk in the room and just like own it, own their look. And I feel like you can wear almost anything. Um, and if, as long as you feel super, super confident in it, that you can kind of convince people that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you do know what you're doing, but <laughs> how do you work with people around confidence? Well, I think the biggest thing that I help clients see is that it's an inside out job. Everything about feeling good, feeling confident, feeling beautiful, feeling amazing, all starts on how we feel on the inside. Right. And what most people try to do is they try to just change the outside without changing the inside too. And really both need to happen. And the inside piece is really um, feeling beautiful. And so when you're walking into or feeling confident means I'm walking into a room and I feel like it's almost like we don't care what other people think. Yeah. It's almost getting to a space inside of ourselves where we love ourselves for exactly who we are. We see our own value in the world. We see that we're contributing in a bigger way. We see that we're doing so much to expand and grow ourselves. And from that space, we can walk into a room and we've really been able to shed that worry about what other people are thinking or that they might be criticizing me or they might, you know, they might bet their job. Well, yes, they're probably criticizing you and judging you because everybody on the planet does that. But what really needs to happen is as a woman, you got to get to a space where you really just don't care. Like they're going to do that, but you defining yourself by that, you know, it's just not going to work. You end up playing small, you end up dimming your light. You can't contribute in the ways that you want. I like that you end up playing small. You do. And so you really have to get to a space. So one of the things I do with women, and I'm actually in the process of creating a brand new meetup this week for this purpose too, which is 
we have to get into a space inside of ourselves where we can really outgrow the need to be loved or the need for other people to love us in order for us to feel loved or the need for other people to accept us or appreciate us or like us or respect us, any of that stuff in order for us to feel all of those elements as well, because then we're at the mercy of everybody else, right? Because if, um, one of the things that like I'm writing a talk about this right now, and if, if you, for example, think about a time where you felt absolutely loved, right? And just put that on for a moment, a time where you felt adored and appreciated and loved and you just, you just knew that you were cared for, right? And that is what caused you to realize, oh my gosh, I'm so much more than I realized. Like this person's really appreciating me, doting on me, sees I'm beautiful. And that might be the first time where we can see a glimpse of it for ourselves because somebody else helped us do it. But then later on, what happens is if, if you don't feel that on the inside, then over time, you're relying on that person to make you feel appreciated and loved and adored and beautiful. We're a series of those people. <laughs> We're a series of those people. And you know what? Over time, they're never going to be able to live up to that expectation. It's just right. not possible. And to put that kind of responsibility on somebody else for your own happiness and well-being, that's, that's just a scary thing to do. <laughs> like, why would you put your own happiness in somebody else's hands? Totally. So, you know, the biggest thing for us as women is to really recognize that we're actually the ones who need to be responsible for our own happiness, our own beauty, feeling beautiful, our own feeling or sense of feeling amazing. And we can do, there's so many tools and ways that we can do that. And it really comes down to us building that inside of ourselves. Like look, even looking in the mirror and saying, oh my, instead of tearing ourselves down, like most of us do, right? It's like, Oh my gosh, I, you know, I've never noticed how pretty my hair is. Oh my God. Or I really, finding something that you like, like something you can appreciate. I really like this aspect about, about myself. I really like my eyes and starting with that. Oh, and it totally right? practice. Getting that negative self-talk out of your head is one thing, but starting that positive self-talk, it takes practice and it feels really unnatural at first. Yes. And then you get used to it and then you're like, yeah, I do look good. Yeah, it's tight. over time, like instead of just noticing your eyes, you might be able to get to your eyelashes, right? Or you might be able to get to your lips or something else. And over time, you'll pretty soon you start to feel more and more beautiful. And then when you look in the mirror, instead of avoiding your eyes or your face or whatever, you can actually look and go, oh, I feel pretty today. Yeah. And it's like a real genuine feeling pretty. And, and what, what if you could do that without your makeup on? Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> You can look at myself and I look pretty even just natural. So that's the inside out work. And then the makeup's there to just enhance what's already there, which is beautiful. Right. Right. Um, how do you, uh, because you do work with groups now as well. Um, when it comes to negative self-talk and because I've talked about this in other podcasts about how if we cut down on the negative talk about other women as well it can help us cut down on the negative self-talk towards ourselves mm -hmm. um have you seen that at all about the like the how supporting others can help you support yourself um yes i and and one of the things that i do i actually flip-flop those a little bit and okay. that i help people see how they tear themselves down 
Okay. And that, that negative self-talk is also what's, when they, when people can see how mean they are to themselves, they, and when you can really see it, because most of it's on the subconscious level, right. they go, oh my gosh, I'm really mean to myself. And when they start to work on that and start to be more loving and compassionate to themselves, they naturally start to become loving, more loving and compassionate to other women because they realize that everybody on the planet is doing the same thing mm -hmm. to themselves mm -hmm. and they really come from a space of oh my gosh if I'm doing this yeah and this is what's so gorgeous when you talk to other women and you see they're the same same battles you got going on they've got going on and you can go oh my gosh she's like she's a, she's a millionaire and she's got that going on oh my gosh she's a supermodel and she's got that going on and and all of a sudden it's like everybody's on the same playing field we realize that that negative self-talk runs rampant inside of every single human being on the planet and our job is to really um, really get to a space where we are compassionate and loving to ourselves and to and recognize that everybody's in the same boat there is no like it doesn't matter who you're talking to look at them and realize they've got the same negative self-talk going on inside of them don't they we've we're all in the same perfectly imperfect basket <laughs> exactly and we and you know as a coach what i've really learned is you can look at somebody and they may have it well put together let's say in their career mm -hmm. and they're successful and they're doing well and they're making a lot of money and maybe they have a nice car and house but they're really miserable in their relationships right or their health is like they're struggling with cancer on the side and everybody seems to be blown away by oh my gosh you know she seemed like she had it all put together I can't believe she has cancer well that's life my friends like all of us have our crosses to bear every human being has their own cross to bear don't we yeah it's, and it's the equalizer it's still their worst day even if that sounds like a great day to you compared to your worst day like it's still their worst day. That was yeah. like the worst thing they've ever experienced in their eyes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's amazing when we, when we kind of pull out all the preconceived notions that we have about people, like rich people are this way or beautiful people are that way. People, uh, a great example of that, I think you and I talked about it, is um, I'm very thin. I've been very thin my entire life. And people are like, oh, well, then you don't know what it's like to be picked on for your looks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you have no idea how untrue that is, right? I was picked on mercilessly for being too skinny. Totally. Isn't that crazy? So there's too fat and there's too skinny and too tall and too small. And it's just like, stop. Like there's no such thing as perfect, right? <laughs> there's not. So, you know, when we can really get to that space where we recognize that there's even skinny people get picked on, you know, even <laughs> it, it's not just heavy set people, you know, and, and I, I still have people, I'm in my forties and I still have people who are like, you need to eat more food. You're too skinny okay like, like relatives right <laughs> so based off of what judgment you want me to just join you where you're at i mean what's that about <laughs> so. no it's so hard if we could all just, like, just stop commenting on other people's bodies that would be great yeah yeah and i and i've really you know the beautiful thing is i've really come to see every human being because i'm working on the inside out as beautiful so my clients you know some of them are heavy set and I'm like you're freaking gorgeous no, you know I, you're amazing 
I feel the same way. I just wish people could see themselves the way I see them when I like pick out parts of their personality and like find things about them that are so gorgeous inside and out and they can't see it. Right. It's so hard. Because they're judging themselves actually by other people's eyes, by what they and, think and other people are thinking. Other people's standards and society's ideals. And yeah. I just, we were talking about not everybody's, nobody's perfect and nobody fitting it. We're all together in that imperfect basket. And that makes me actually feel great. Like when yes. I figure out that we're all, nobody's going to live up to that ever. Right. Nobody can. All the airbrushing and the nips and the tucks and the everything, everything we see in the magazine, that's nobody's that ever. Right. So doesn't that feel great that nobody can ever reach that? I love it. I love it. Because if you think about like supermodels and some of those folks, they have, um, they're just as unhappy because they, a lot of them have, they feel like they're not beautiful or they need to do more to be even more beautiful. And so they're constantly, um, pushing their bodies too much, right? To get to that level of perfection, whatever that level is. I mean, nobody really knows, but they're pushing themselves constantly to really get to that space. And we think, oh, they're so beautiful. They must be happy. Oh my gosh, they're so busy thinking they're not beautiful that they're continuing to aspire to being beautiful, that that's the reason why they're not happy. So everybody, when you put the conditions on everything outside of yourself, rather than just really getting to a space where you're feeling beautiful, yeah. Like you're never, you're never going to be happy. It's really comes from inside, doesn't it? Yes. And body image is such a um, big topic right now. There's the whole body positive movement that's happening. And I wanted to get your opinion on it because, um, because I've been reading so much about it and, you know, trying to stay up on it and, um, recently I got some feedback. I talked about it on the last podcast. I got some feedback, which I'm really happy to have gotten because it really called attention to, um, other people's sides of the, um, of the story. And I have never been plus that I've been 40 pounds heavier than this. I've been 20 pounds lighter than this. I've been kind of everywhere in between, but I've never been officially plus size. So, um, but I do shop for an, a lot of plus size ladies and a lot of my client base is plus size because they don't get designed for. And it's such a bummer to, um, go out and find clothing for them, even in their size. And, what the designers do or they get a fit model that's a size six they fit the clothes to her and then they just size up from there and then the 18 doesn't actually fit an 18 correctly yeah so that's where I do feel like it's so unfair and I do um really empathize with them because uh it would be so hard to you know follow the style tips I give when you can't find the clothing that fits that because it's not designed for you. Yeah. Um, but so I was getting on off topic. Um, the body pos positive movement, I wanted to get your opinion on it because I feel like it's so much pressure to constantly feel fabulous about your body, every aspect of it. It just becomes one more thing that I'm not doing correctly. Yeah. Like I'm not I don't get enough sleep. I don't, I drink too much coffee. I do, you know, I don't do self care enough. Yeah. And I don't think my body's amazing a hundred percent of the time. Right. Uh, what's your, what's your 
Because I'm sure you can yeah. body image issues all the time in your practice. Yeah, I, I love, love that question. It's such a huge question. Because if, if we're trying to do something because somebody else says this is what we need to do, that never works. If you notice that, like our level of motivation to go work on that is like nil, like zero percent. Because it's that. You're right. If somebody else is saying you need to do this or, this, you know, that does not work. It's a, it's, we just are not motivated that way as human beings. And we have to have our own reasons to go to work on something. Like we have to have a reason to want to work on and we can't work on it all simultaneously. So it's like the first thing we want to do is really get clear. And this is why one of the first questions I ask and one of the first things I do with clients is what would you love your life to look like in all areas, health, relationships? What if you had a career you loved? What would you love to do? Would you love to have more time, money, freedom? What would you do with that? And we really get a perspective of what's really coming up for them as far as that, um, where, where they would love to take their life. But where that always comes from is what's not working now. Right. Like what they're not happy about now really drives the dreams, goals, and wishes they have for what they would love to have be different in their lives. And that's why it's so different for every human being. And when, when we come from that space of really knowing what we would love personally, the certain things that we would love, like let's say we would love to have, be able to go on a hike. You know, I, maybe a lot of people here in Oregon love the great outdoors and they would love to be able to go on a hike and feel good on that hike and to really experience nature or maybe go on a canoe ride or whatever that thing is for them. That becomes their reason, their motivator to start maybe going out and doing short little hikes or maybe a short little canoe ride, or even saving up to get a canoe or whatever, right? That becomes kind of your guiding light or your driving force. And so when you start to get clear on what you would love, and then you start to take baby steps towards that, now you have a reason to start maybe working on some of that stuff. But it's really, what is it that you would love to work on next? What is calling to you to work on next? And I've, like, I've got a client that I've been working with for two and a half years, and we've worked on all of those areas of her life. And, and first, she was so stressed out and so time constrained that thinking about working out, are you kidding me? Like, that was the last thing she wanted to do, right? She was like, there is no way I can fit in exercise. I'm so stressed out and overwhelmed. There's no way I'm going to fit that in. And even if she's decided that she wants to, she's just not going to do it. She's just her body and everything is just not to the level where she's ready for that. So, you know, one of the things we even did with her based off of what her, what she wanted to work on next was to kind of clean up her calendar and cut away the things that were just exhausting her and really get her into a space where she did have time to start doing some of that self-care. Now she's at the space where um, she's ready for like the self-body image stuff like this coming from the self-love but if we talked about that two years ago she wouldn't have been so now she's like I, I feel like I need to do some work on this and it's really her driving this and the coolest thing in her story that's so fun is she's done crazy diets and exercising and she was like rigid about it six months dedicated which is something to be said for that you know eating perfect for six months doing exactly what they said for six months and she says I kid you not Danielle I lost a half a pound I got on the scale and it was so disheartening because after six months of like torturing myself I lost a half a pound but now because she's in this new space 
it's like mentally and emotionally. Um, she has lost 10 pounds and it's not by dieting. It's really just being more conscious and aware of her body and really being ready to come from a place of appreciation and gratitude for everything her body does and really saying, I'm so glad I can walk. You know, I'm so, I'm so glad, you know, and she, she, like, she was blown away because I think it was, it was her knee or ankle. Oh, it was her heel. She had a, like a bone spur in her heel or something. And it was getting harder and harder to walk. And she had to wear special shoes and all of this. And she said, you know, I'm really ready to break through this. Like, I want to be able to walk again and not have pain. And so she started to work on just coming from self-love for her body and seeing it as being whole and complete and really holding that vision for herself. And she says, the next thing I know is running down the stairs of my apartment. And I, and I got to the bottom and said, oh, my God, I just ran down those stairs. Like, wow, <laughs> she surprised herself. Because it wasn't, for her, it wasn't a gradual change. It's like one, at one point, the next thing you know, she's running down the stairs. She goes, Danielle, I can wear flip-flops. I cannot believe it. And so, and she's like, it's just, I cannot believe like the little miracles and big miracles that are happening, happening. And I said, well, a lot of it's because of where you're at, how much you've been learning, how much you've been studying, but also because you're ready, but you have to be ready to work on that thing and know, okay, this is the thing I want to work on next for myself and just pick. So you got to pick that one thing that's really calling to you. Right. Totally. It is all about mindset. Cause I know, um, First, well, I feel like I'm kind of trying to lead by example when it comes to body positivity and that kind of thing, but I've just gotten to a point where I'm just like neutral and I'm okay with that. I'm like I come at it as I'm body neutral because if I have constantly have to tell myself, like I have to be positive about all this stuff, it's, it is like you said, an outside pressure. Somebody else is telling me I should be doing it. It's a lot of shoulds. Yeah. If somebody else is telling me I should be feeling fabulous about myself constantly, it's just a lot. It's overwhelming. Um, but just to be like, no, I'm, I'm good with it. Not, I don't think it's like fabulous. I don't hate myself for it. It's just kind of neutral. And that's okay because um, at the end of the day, my value isn't just my looks or my um, image to the world. It, that's not my whole value. I have a lot other things, uh, so many other things going on, I can just be neutral about it. And I'm definitely neutral about my clients. Um, because I really don't care what their body looks like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's totally their story. I know how they're very wrapped up in it when I meet with them. Um, the story about why they look the way they look and what they've lost or what they've gained, the health issues, the, the reason, all the reasons, all the whys. But I just really want to help them get confident in the moment with how they look now. Yeah. Um, so I feel so neutral for them. And I'm working on the neutrality for myself, too. It's, it's a, you know, it's a lot of self-work. And I'm trying to be that good example. Yeah. Well, and it's neutrality. And then also um, with this last group that we took through on Relentless Women, it was really an incredible experience. I think I told you that. There were um, nine women that we, we were taking through together. And one of them, her stepdaughter got in a major car accident, 24-year-old. And um, literally the weekend before we started our very first class, she ended up in the hospital in critical condition. And then doctors said that her spinal cord had been severed and she'll never walk again. 
24 years old, gorgeous girl, all the her future ahead of her sort of thing. And in an instant, you know, one car ride with friends and, and all her hopes and dreams seemingly just flew out the window. And I think that brought perspective to every single woman that was on that call right. that we never know what tomorrow is going to look like for us. We assume we do, but we never know. And we think that we're going to walk, but we may not be able to. We think that we're going to have full functionality of our body, but we, we may not. So when we can come from that point of view, this is, at least for me, Rose, this really helps me, is thank God I have legs to walk today, yeah. right? Thank God, you know, I have a body that is functioning. You know, thank God my heart beats. You know, I think about how many times your heart beats for you or how much your lungs breathe for you. And you don't even have to ask it to do that. It's just doing that for you. Our bodies are amazing. They're miracles. And when we can really just get a glimpse of that, that, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I can walk today. That changes, doesn't that change perspective? Totally. Yes. I think that's um, a really good point to wrap up on is that the gratitude for, um, because that really helps ground us and bring us back, I think, to like, just put away all the other people's stuff, all the society stuff and other people's expectations of it, just like centering in that gratitude for what we do have. Um, doesn't it kind of bring you back to reality a little bit, like yes. really check you in like, what's really important here? Exactly. Yes. It's exactly it. I love that. That's really the, the highlight of what we're talking about. What is really important here? And what are, and you talked about your values. You know, your, your, if your value is making a bigger, a lot of women I work with want to make a bigger difference in the world. Yeah. That, like for me, that's my, that's one of my core values. So the reason why I dress up, is uh, <laughs> it's only when I'm like going out on stage and I'm speaking. Um, it's only when I'm going on camera because I know that that's something that really helps people to relate to me that if I came up with my hair in a ponytail or makeup, believe it or not, that doesn't work very well. People discount you. But at the same time, I think I told you like our Relentless Women's Masterclass, we do on video camera, seven o'clock in the morning, no makeup, you know, our hair's not done. Some people are in bed and it's really, that's a big piece of it is learning to get comfortable and love yourself about whichever way you're looking today. And then it's really about consciously choosing how would I like to look today and why does it matter? Right. And if it, and if it, it's like, well, I'm going to go on stage and it matters because that's a way to make a great presentation to everybody else, then I'll do it. But if I'm going to sit at home, forget it. <laughs> I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be in my pajamas all day if I want, yeah. you know? If that makes you feel fabulous, then well, some, sometimes pajamas feels a lot more fabulous than, you know, getting yeah. all dressed up, you know, sometimes it does. But the point is we have a choice and we get to pick every single day. Yeah. And it's, it's really coming from a place of what would I love? Yeah. What would I love to bring to the day? So cool. Yeah. How do people get in contact with you on all the platforms? Yeah, so I have a Facebook page. You can look up Daniel Isaac at Life Mastery. And, um, and I'll pull that up just so I have that right, correct. 
But I also have a website. It actually crashed on me last week, so I have to rebuild it, believe it or not. I know. But normally, and it will be up here running here in a few days, but it's called, it's Danielle Isaac. So Danielle's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. And Isaac is I-S-A-A-C.com. And so that's, that is a great place for people to get to know me. And then my um, Facebook page is um, Danielle Isaac at Danielle Isaac Life Mastery. So, and there's a book on there uh, from Exhausted Exuberant that I have published on there. We're starting, I think I told you, a free meetup. Cool. That's going to start on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. So um, that also, I have a Facebook page on there. Maybe I'll send it to you so you can let people know about it too in case yeah. anybody wants to join. And that one's really about like authenticity and really learning to be with other women who are practicing like authenticity and learning to lean on each other more. Oh, I love right? it. Yeah. You know me. I love the, the leaning on ladies thing. I love the mob and all that. And so yeah, well with what I do. Um, so cool. I will put all those links in the show notes and on the blog post that goes along with this. Um, everybody can check out the blog at mystyleclass.com slash blog, and you'll be able to find all the links to everything. Um, so thank you, Danielle, so much for joining me today and talking about this. I think it pairs so well with what I do. I work from the outside in, you work in from the inside out. Yes. And both are important, <laughs> right? Yes. All right. Thanks, Danielle, so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks for listening to Style Class Podcast with me, Rose Jubb, wardrobe stylist. If you'd like to learn more about Style Class, please head on over to www.mystyleclass.com, like us on Facebook at My Style Class, or on Instagram at My Style Class for more inspiration. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and review and share it. If you're interested in private sessions with me in the Portland, Vancouver area, or a virtual session from anywhere in the world, you can also find my contact information at mystyleclass.com.